This week's guest is Georgia Jenkins, intuitive medicine woman and organiser of Lotus from the Stars, a community-based project to help children and adults remember ancestral knowledge with the new consciousness. Georgia hosts many events throughout the year that enable people to learn more about the star children energy and the wave of consciousness these gifted children are bringing in at this pivotal time in our history. Very well welcome to the show, Georgia. It's lovely to have you on. Thank you. I believe in synchronicity. I'm sure you do as well. I do. Um, And uh, I feel that um, getting you on here is a bit synchronistic in itself because um, I don't normally have time off sick or anything like that I'm normally quite well and so I rarely see daytime TV and um, I was just sort of going through the TV channel I think it was on Monday and oh. um, I came across the um, the Edge TV with an interview with you um, with Nick Ashcroft or Nick Ashron is that Nick right? Nick Ashron yeah that's right. That's right yeah um, yes yeah, so I, I recognised your name immediately actually because I've seen your, your stuff on our website as well that's right. So I think you post stuff on there. So I just thought, oh, <laughs> I've got to get you on the show. So, yeah, um, lovely. Yeah, so thank you for coming on. And anyway. No, thank you. There's obviously a reason as to why you, you were ill, unfortunately, <laughs> to be ill. But <laughs> nevertheless, you got to see the show anyway. Indeed. There's always a reason, isn't there? Absolutely. Basically, just to give you a bit of feedback, um, a lot of the shows are about awakening consciousness and um, we try to sort of cover the whole gamut really and mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff is about awakening um, ascension. Um, we, we cover a lot of stuff about UFOs and, and how they're kind of interacting with the, with the raising of consciousness, stuff like that. So when I come across your stuff about the star children, I thought, it'd be, I thought it was a really good progression um, yes. some of the information that we're trying to share with our listeners. Yes. So if, if you could just give us a little bit about your background, actually. Sure. Um, my background is that, uh, well, firstly, I'm Australian, as you could probably already tell, um, and I was born into a Greek family, um, so a very traditional Greek background. Um, however, as a child, I was uh, probably... A black sheep of the family is what I was what I was told. I used to see a lot of spirits and a lot of dreams, and um, so I was very connected to the spirit realm uh, for a very young age. Uh, I'm also a twin as well. Um, however, you know we're completely different children, really. And as I was growing up in Australia, because the energy in Australia is somewhat different to what it is here in the UK. Um, I was very sensitive over there and um, I, I kind of not closed down. I, I didn't really close down, but I put it aside for, for quite a long time because I didn't have the support growing up um, to keep me connected to the spirit realm. And so it was pretty much, you know, imagination. In the school realm, it was more, you know, that's your imagination. Yeah. Um, however, at home, it was like, look, you're just having a bad dream, you know, don't worry about it. My grandmother used to say, put a piece of, you know, piece of bread under your pillow to stop you having nightmares. <laughs> and, and it was quickly dismissed at that. Um, so although my my family still believed in the evil like you know the Greek traditional evil eye and reading the teacup and the coffee cups and what have you um, but it was never taken any further than that Okay. Um, and it wasn't until I was pregnant with my eldest daughter I think I was nine weeks pregnant when I had a very serious car accident that um, while going along to some therapy I literally stumbled 
pretty much was thrown into this shop called The Seventh Sense in, mm. in a shop in Surrey Hills in Sydney. And that's pretty much where the ball started rolling again. Um, that's interesting, actually, because um, quite a lot of people I've spoken to seem to be mm-hmm. thrown on this pathway through yes. some kind of tragedy, you know, whether it's a car accident. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it, in a way? Well, I, I guess when, when something major, like a tragedy happens in your life, you, you, automatically if you start reassessing things anyway. You know, you reassess your life, you reassess everything because it is a tragedy and you do really, a lot of the times you're probably laid back in your bed thinking, yeah. you know, um, you go deep into on. yourself, don't you? You start analysing things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's not surprising a lot of people come out of it more more connected to spirit, you know, mm. um, in that way. Uh, for me, it was because they were uh, wanting to do nerve blocks, which meant that I would only have the feeling in three fingers of you know, of each hand, which meant I wouldn't be able to hold quite a lot of things. And I thought, they, you know, I was only young, 24 at the time, thinking there has to be more to life than this, you know. Mm. So, and because of, yeah. Yeah, just sorry, I mean, you mentioned you've got a twin sister. Um, I do, yeah. Is, is that an identical twin? No, we're not identical, not no. But does she, is she on the spiritual pathway as well or completely the opposite to you? No, we're pretty much... Well, she, she's starting to open up now um, after, you know, she came over this year and spent some time with me. Um, here uh, after a, you know a troubling sort of lifestyle back home, um, but you know as a twin, even though we're not identical, we're very connected anyway. You know, mm. it's hard not to be if you've been in in this confined space for nine months next to each other. So yeah, I'm a um, twin as well. You see, that's why I, why I asked the question. Yeah, yeah, you just have this. You know, even though you may not be, I don't know if you're identical or not, but for us, even though we're not identical, we still know when things aren't right, you know, mm. for each other. So we still do have that connection. But to be honest with you, we, as children, we've always been known to be like salt and pepper. We're completely different, yeah. you know, to each other. Okay. So um, cause I read in, I think I was just looking through your website as well, and you yeah. mentioned that um, you got onto this project of the Star Children. Yeah. which is kind of the main uh, subject I wanted to talk to you about, really. Sure, um, yeah. And basically, you were sitting there in meditation and you were talking to your guides one day and yeah. they kind of told you this is where you needed to go. Yeah. So just um, I really would like you to elaborate on that project, really. Sure. Uh, the project, uh, I've got four children, ages 11 going on 12, uh, a five-year-old, a three-year-old and a two-year-old. And it wasn't until I was pregnant with my fourth child, Saren, um, who is named Saren after the star in Welsh, it means star in Welsh, um, that when I fell pregnant with her, something inside me um, was triggered. And although, you know, in the last five years I've been living in the UK, I have been soul-searching on my spiritual path quite in-depth, um, it wasn't until she I fell pregnant with her and as I was still healing, you know, going to all the different fairs, that I could see her hands coming through my tummy. And what struck me mostly was because I've got three children here with me in the UK, I would go to these different events and I felt like there was always something missing. And I always seemed to attract children to my stall and also pregnant women or, you know, just people that are so involved in children. And... I started questioning that and a lot more until my oldest, sorry, my youngest, was I was pregnant with her. And 
one day I kind of said, there's something in this, and I, I don't know why, but I need to really ask. So I, I went deep within myself, and I was speaking to a good friend of mine, and I, you know, he was soul-searching himself, trying to find his spiritual path. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to meditate on this, because I normally do, you know, surrender it over to the universe and, and allow four days to go by. And on the fourth day, I generally have a message coming through. But in this case, it was it was pretty much instant. The first day, I was starting to, to get information about the children and how my focus should be on my children, how they're the key to, to opening my journey, my spiritual path, um, my deep journey, and that they are the they are the key. They are the key to the future. The children today that are being born are the answer. And I know that there's different vibrations that have come through, such as the indigo children, crystal children. And the con the question constantly comes up to me, how do these children that are uh, star children differ from the indigo children or the crystal children and as spirit informs me these children in the past have come through as we all have and have somewhat sort of prepared the energy for these children to come through now and these children that have come through in our spirit told me are really here to make a difference on a, on a larger scale because efforts from the past have come and gone and they've not really made major changes enough for mm. the people to stop and really go, do you know what, we really got to take note. Yeah, why do you think that is? Because it's still very sticky, the energy. Um... It's not so much only that, that the energy is sticky, but it's also people are easy to say, oh, well, you know, it, this is too hard. Hmm. And, and you'll find that, yeah, we, they want to make changes, but it gets to a certain degree or, or a certain point and people think, you know what, this is too hard. There's got to be an easier way. And they either revert back to what they know or they just close down completely and go into another field because it's too hmm. hard. We're kind of at However, the behest of the schooling system, aren't we, in a way? Yes. Uh, schooling systems is that I mean most of the schooling system is based on um, post-war how to get the children through you know the wars and it hasn't evolved since I understand there's different schooling systems out there such as the Steiner school system uh, however that heavily relies on parents to pay a, a substantial amount and today's society doesn't allow for that um, my understanding is that the star energy have sent these children down to take us back to the very basic way of living and that is to live in a community spirit it is to rely that the female energy is of the nurturing and the male energy is of the caretaker and I know that might sound somewhat uh, sexist to some people but the first thing as a male or female that when you get hurt the first, first initial thought process would be I've got to see my mum Mm. And and so there's that nurture. Women are the, the the nurturers. I mean, you know, you're carried in your mother's womb for in in most cases nine months, um, and so you evolve from your mother's cells, you know, and and her you draw on her nutrition and her values that she holds and morals within her as you're wrapped in her womb, and so you can't change that, you know. Um, no. And so that, that in energy in itself is sacred and that's what these children are coming through with, the energy of the sacredness taking us back to opening us all up through love 
And so that is their main message, is to take us back to love and, so, and to work from the heart. Yeah, yeah. Because so you can kind of see where the world's um, been all these years with the masculine energies, can't you? Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's time to go back to the, to the feminine, isn't it? And, it? and live from the heart. It's live from the heart. It's very hard for, I'm not a male, but from, from my experience, it's very hard for a male to open up completely. Um, yet for a female, you have no choice. You, you're yeah. awakened in that way. You have to be because you have to have that nurturing aspect because if, if, you, if you see her, most people wouldn't give birth. You know, most mm. women wouldn't give birth. But there's that mechanism within us that after a while you forget the pain that you go through, you know, because there's a bigger picture here. There's a sacred being being born through you. And these children that are being born through are not being born through just anybody. I must make this clear. They're being born through people that they know that will create this sacred energy for them to be able to to be who they are, not what society makes them to be. So how, how does a parent or a child, if they're listening to this, um, mm -hmm. know if they're one of these children? Or would they just be drawn to researching and read, you know, looking up information? Yes, there's, there's a lot of information there. There's a good friend of mine called uh, Daniel Jacob. He's got the, the starchildren.com website, which there's information on there. Um, I'm putting information on the Lotus from the Stars constantly. Uh, although our events are based in Wales, Malcolm Castle, Malcolm Country Park, it is a place for people to come along, invited from anywhere and everywhere, to experience and be a part of an event that allows parents to find more information or tools on how to work with these children. Um, understanding, though, that these children are coming here to awaken the star child within us all because there's a little bit of that within us all, yes? Hmm. So there's a seed of energy of star children in us all. So they are coming here to awaken the seed within us so that we walk our truth and that we walk from, from the power of love. So... Yeah. That sounds a bit hippie-ish, I understand that, but, you know, these children, this is why I'm creating this Lotus from the Stars project. The intention is to create a schooling system that allows the whole community to be a part of, not just children. It's children of all ages, that the elders pass down their knowledge and wisdom to the children, but also that the children teach the elders as well. Yeah. Because they're coming through with the knowledge in the raw essence of, of what the knowledge is, yes? Yeah. So really the knowledge, is, this is not new knowledge, is it? This is basically no. ancient knowledge. So... This is ancestral knowledge ancestral. coming through with the with the new conscious. Yeah. This is the energy that the star children are bringing through is to take us back to the ancestral ways. Along the way, we have tried to evolve and and better ourselves supposedly. But if we were bettering ourselves, we wouldn't still be after two major wars, still having minor wars around the place. You know that is causing so much destruction not only to our planet but to, to all the universes out there. So we are sending out a vibration out there that's creating havoc in other, other you know, civilizations out there. And so the star energy have had enough and so yeah. they've sent through these children to, to put a stop to this. These children, you'll understand, they'll know themselves. They won't take no for an answer. They're very strong-willed. Um, they know what they want, 
they are, they actually in most cases can tell you where they know you from from a past life. They know their connections. Uh, they might come out and say, um, you know, do you know you used to be my mother, you know, in a past life, mm. or you used to be, and they will express that. In in most cases, they're born with a a birthmark on their on their their forehead on their face somewhere um but you will be able to tell a star child through their eyes they will look straight through your soul through the eyes they have these eyes of a, a depth in their eyes that looks like an empty pet but it's because it, their knowledge and their soul goes so deep within mm. themselves that they can see straight through you and you don't even have to speak they kind of just read in your consciousness. Sort of they that. just know. Yeah. yeah. So they are just knowing beings. Are these the kids that they're labelling um, like ADHD, ADD, autistic? Yeah. Um, there's also other children that are kind of like super, super psychics. Yeah. Um, they so are all these children. They're, they're and the reason children, why they're yeah. like this is because in most cases they're not ADD. They're just children that are bored, that they are growing up in a system that doesn't allow them to be who they are. They are, you know, being taught how to add and subtract and, and, and what have you, but they're not teaching them who they are, um, how to express themselves, how to feel, how to make changes, how to make things, how to evolve in a natural way. They are throwing them in an environment giving them all sorts of medication to to balance them out supposedly but in actual fact what they're doing is they're closing them down mm. and these children were being born because they are trying to keep mum home so that they have that nurturing energy does that make sense yeah absolutely yeah it's like they're tr in their own way what they're trying to do is take us back to what society used to be yeah and, and I have children, I have four children, but my understanding is that my children, yes, they are my children, but I don't own my children, and nor are they just my responsibility. They are the responsibility of our community, and that's mm. my belief. People see other parents struggling, and they think, oh, thank God my children aren't like that, and that's not the way it should be. Mm. It's, it's going back to what the, like the Native American Indians, the indigenous tribes how yeah. they, they, they treated their children, didn't they? That's right. Anyway, and, and also, you're talking about star children, but they they were very much into the stars, and they had connection with star people That's and stuff right. like that, didn't they? So, like, how do you see the world going? Because, you know, I read a lot of stuff about the Mayan uh, prophecies and stuff like that, and yes. it seems that they're predicting that all of the um, power structures are going to come down at some point, and we're going to be forced to go back to the old ways of living. Yes. But we're going to have... A, broader knowledge we're going to have the spiritual mixed with the scientific if you, if you know what I mean so we, we become like the new ambassadors for the stars let, let me tell you the words that spirit gave me it's the ancestral knowledge with the new consciousness so the yeah. understanding is that we're coming through with the understanding of the ancestral ways but we also need to balance it out with the new conscious so you, you can't you, you can't live with one and not the other because mm. we've evolved too far to take it back to the very bare basic. You know we have evolved in that way, but there must be a balance. 
and it is the understanding that these star children coming through with all the different energies all in one package to bring about what what the old Hopi prophecy was, uh, almost indigenous know it to different ways, but of the rainbow nation. So it's a bit of everything all in one, yes? Mm. So that we're not going to be saying that's one nation and that's another nation, that we all become one yeah. and that we all, you know, we all want that. You know, we all want to be equal as such. Deep down, we all want to live you know, equally in all areas of life. But it's very difficult because of the way uh, society is, is of today, you know, and they're constantly doing that with, with fear, constant mm. different fears. You know, now we've got the swine flu before, you know, there's always something different. But the moment we raise a vibration as a spiritual community, the moment we lift up and we think, yes, we're going forward, you know, we're heading towards love, they throw another fear factor mm. and it does break down a lot of, you know, a lot of people. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a spiritual war between dualities, isn't it? The people yes. that have um, kept us in the fear for so long don't want to let it go. That's exactly um, right. Yeah. So, but you know, the great thing is more of us sort of waking up, and yes. um, we we kind of need to keep buoyant, don't we? It's, it's not you can't just sit there. You've got a, it's like a struggle almost to, to stay buoyant. It is. I, you know, I say that because I organise these events, and we've got another one in the summer solstice, you know, next year. And I, I ask people to look within their hearts to find the love within themselves and find them, themselves as a child themselves and how they felt. Because a spiritual being, you would have had one challenge or another. And so when you look at that, you think to yourself, look around, look for somebody else. You may not be the pioneer in something, but if you truly believe in someone else's passion and someone else's journey then hold hands let them know that you support them let them know that you're there because if we all eventually join hands and create this circle of love and energy flowing freely then those of us that are trying to you know push it even further you know we'll have the confidence knowing that yes actually I have a community behind me you know and, and we will you know, go further and we will make a difference. But the main thing is, is we have to create this sacred space for these children to evolve in the person and the beings that they are, not what the society is trying to bring them into being. Mm. It scares me that they're trying to give this swine flu a jab to mm. pregnant women. It's yeah. like we're, we're even trying to suppress these spiritual star seeds before they're even born now. And um, because they're, you know, they're also got people in the government that are that are being made aware of this. You can't not be aware. These children are evolving a lot quicker. You know, I've got kids around me, six to nine months old, already standing up, wanting to walk. You know, they're a lot quicker. They're, they're progressing a lot quicker naturally. Yeah, kids are definitely smarter, aren't they? I mean, even yeah. I look at kids who are five and six. And I think, crikey, they're doing, they're acting like a teenager. You yeah. know, obviously they're being bombarded with TV, which sure. doesn't help. So they, they yeah. grow up really quickly um, being dragged into the wrong stuff. Sure. But you think what well, they could do with their minds if it wasn't just TV they were hooked on and, they, right. and they knew the greater reality. Yeah, well, that's why we're doing the projects. That's why I'm um, pushing for people to add different types of children's activities to their events, you know, because... Mm we're leaving out the most crucial people here and that's the children they are our future that's what yeah. we strive for every day yeah. you know that's why most of us go out and work we're doing it for our children 
and my events are purely based on creating a sacred space for the children but also for their families and their keepers you know that are raising them and teaching them morals and integrities and mm. you know so that they can take away something me I, I walk my path I walk my truth if I don't walk my truth then what am I showing my children to be mm. and and that's why we're I'm aiming to create a new schooling system that's similar along the path of the Rudolf Steiner school system, but also adds the spirituality in the community, that we're not just educating the children, we're educating the family and we're educating the community as a whole. So nobody's left out in this education system, in this schooling system that we're trying to create. Everybody's involved. Yeah. Well, if, if the Hopis and the, the Mayans and all the other indigenous peoples are right, then yes. we are going back to this kind of community-based living, aren't we? That's so, exactly right, yeah. yeah. So what you're doing here is you're preparing the way, really, for people. Um, so yes. you're not, although you're doing workshops and you're bringing them to your small group, that's going to be, I mean, eventually that, that will become the way to live again. Yes, I'm hoping. That, that's yeah. my, that's, I'm trying to say, look, we can do it now. We don't have to wait till 2012. Why are we waiting? Everybody's waiting for this time. We yeah. we need to act now. You know when you when you plow. You know when you plant seeds, you don't just go in there and go right. There's the field. I'm going to plant a seed. You need to prepare it. You know you need to nurture it. You need to add the minerals. You need to clear the foundations for in order for it to have a good crop. You know you, you can't just wait for a date thinking yes here's the major change. You have to prepare yourself from now. And I'm hoping by going around and speaking and talking to people and, and thank you so much for having me because there will be someone out there that will be listening right now thinking I've been waiting for someone to, to trigger something within me you know and, and now's the time don't wait we all have mm. to join together now and create this energy for for the change to come you know yeah so you know when speaking to these children mm. um, what's outstanding you the most when you've spoken to them memories they've got and experiences uh, a lot. Different children have different things, so it's kind of like uh, when I have my events, we find children just being able to express themselves. You know, I, I had a lady who couldn't take her daughter to school, and every day she used to cry. And it doesn't mean to say, in some cases, some people don't want to take their children completely out of school, but if they have them in the mainstream school at the moment, but they have something outside of school that the children can just make or create, and and to see them create their own masterpiece like a, a talking stick or their own drum or their own peace mala bracelets that teaches children to that they were all one doesn't matter what religion we are we all we each one of us is special you know and so what I take away every time I speak to a child you know every experience has been different for me um, everyone and, and even their parents I had a beautiful email from a lovely lady yesterday who you know just off chance I, I saw her and she was pregnant she was, I saw her two sons I said she's got special children coming through but she didn't know and I could see it within her and I just spoke to her and informed her of this new baby that was coming through and it really wanted to be born naturally and unfortunately the lady had two you know cesareans with her two births before and so they wouldn't allow her. And I said, but she felt strongly she wanted, she's been getting the message from the baby that she wanted to have a natural birth. These children are speaking to their, their parents before mm. they're being born, you see. 
And so just seeing that, and, and I got an email yesterday saying that she was very grateful that she spoke to me because it gave her the inspiration to follow through with what she wanted, you know, what was coming through to her naturally. And so she gave a natural birth to a child and it was the most spiritual enlightening experience for her that she's ever had. And, and so she bonded with this newborn, you know, the natural way and not because society said you can't do that because you've had two cesareans before and it's unnatural to do it now um and so she followed her what was coming through to her through this beautiful spiritual being you can't put a value to that no wow and, uh, yeah. yeah exactly and the other one was that we you know i've had so many i, I can't begin to tell you that we had our event and in amongst our event we had our grey wolf, our, our Native American grandfather. We had the bubbles and Trixie and all the fairies alongside and They wanted to have a parade for the children. And we had our Bob, our Scottish piper out front. And so there was a lineup of all these elders. And in amongst all these elders were all these children mixed in. And, and to see them walking around while the Scottish piper was playing and the drummer was drumming away and the you know the flute was playing and all these you know fairies in amongst that so if you look at it there's all different realms there mixed together mm. and these the to see them parade around the castle again you can't to see the children just look up to these elders and they took away an experience that you don't get in a schooling system and, and yet that will give them strength to continue and, and carry that thought within them, yeah. thinking they too can be who they want to be on a spiritual yeah. level. Yeah. But it's also, you know, like you said earlier, it's like looking up and respecting the elders for their knowledge, but then the elders looking down and looking at the new children coming through to offer a new consciousness. It's like a respect Ab on all levels, if absolutely. you like. Absolutely, and, and, and to see that was, you know, I'll carry that always with me. And uh, you know, there's so many that had the uh, Ecuadorian band, the Huelas, playing their music. You know, traditional yeah. music. How do they respond to music? Does does it really lift them? Did you oh, find... absolutely. There was this little boy; you could barely walk, and, and out he got, and he heard the music, and they all respond differently. My son was listening to the music, and all of a sudden, he just fell asleep. You know, and mm. and it was like. You could see it within him. He was taken home, you know. He was off on his own journey, whereas this other little boy who could barely walk stood there dancing away to the music. <laughs> and an incoming elder, Mo, one of our elders, and, you know, and, and again, you've got that elder and the youngster there and looking up at each other and the two of them dancing to this ancestral music. Mm. Again, there's that balance of young and old, you know, yeah there's something um, about the music as well though isn't there is there's like a rhythm yeah. to it because my, my daughter's been she's got the label of autism um yeah. but whenever see I, I i'm not i haven't got all the proper drumming stuff but no. i've got toy drums and sometimes i'll sit there and try and do some rhythmic drumming yeah. and she just starts dancing around like a little native american indian and yeah. she's in you know element it's absolutely, absolutely wonderful to see yeah because they go on the vibration yeah, the energy of the vibration, especially the drum. The drum is the heartbeat. Mm. You know, it's the sound of the heartbeat. And, and they ask the children sing to their own tune. Everything has music within it, you know, and so they feel and hear the, the music within everything. And so when you're playing the music, they are 
along the vibration of what the music's being played and, and they're also awakening something within their soul that allows them to have flow flow of energy run through and so you're creating a beautiful space for her to be who she is you know mm. M- music and sound is so very powerful isn't it yeah it's, it's one of the only things you can really it really brings up emotion in you isn't it Yes, it yeah. unblocks a lot of any blocks. Once You can see it in a bowl of water. If you put a bowl of water on the table and then you start playing music, you'll see the vibration through the water. If yeah. you understand that our body is made up of, what is it? I can't water. remember my numbers. But <laughs> Quite a lot of water, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 76% or something of yeah. water. You know, if you listen to music, that vibration is going within your soul as well, your physical body. So, of course, it's going to make a difference. It's actually just reminded me of the the Japanese guy who does mm. the um, water intention. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, crikey! No. This is it's a Japanese guy. He um, the, to give you an example, he might have a bottle of water and then write the yeah. word love on the side, yeah. and then they they analyze the water crystals. And yeah. when it's got love on it, the, the water crystals are frozen into like beautiful geometric shapes. Yeah. Right now, yeah. if they put the word hate on there, yeah. then the geometry is really ugly and deformed. So it just shows you that you can send intention to a bottle of water and you're changing the structure of it. So if you imagine we've got water in our bodies, what does consciousness and intent do to us? You know? Yeah, yeah. That's why it's very important. When, when the Rudolf Steiner school, they don't allow children to wear black to school. They don't allow them to wear any, any form of advertisement at all. And, uh, you know, that, that plays a big part within their vibration. You know, they are just colour. Yeah. And so they, you know, there's bits and pieces that we already have out in society. Um, we've just got to bring it all together so that, you know, it creates a difference on a higher level, you know, for, for more people rather than just a, a just a small percentage. Mm. So are you launching a book? I think I read something on your site about a book. I am, yes. About yes. the schooling well, system. I, I, at the moment... The Star Children is about all the different colours and all the different vibrations and and it's about the lotus, the journey of the lotus as well. And we see there's so many different colours of lotus flowers but it's it's, what it is the book is about is about just the fundamental basis of what the Star Children, what the Lotus from the Stars project is all about and what the schooling system will be about. And um, at the moment if you look at the rainbow, it's all different colours, it's about each one has its own form. So like the red would be like the indigenous people, Um, you know, the yellow would be of the, the, the... eastern world um the green of the pagan and and the druid energy and and so on and so forth yes and so this book what we're doing is i'm getting together with different elders um and we're writing a book a generalization of what the school system will be and and that will be launched at our may event in margham so yes Mm. it will be um hopefully somewhat a guideline as to what the school system was about but with a few little um information for for people to to go on as well yeah okay so what's what's your vision of of like the next few years then do you how do you sort of i mean i don't don't want to put you on the spot so you know just but how do you feel things are going to pan out uh my belief is that there will be definitely at least a headquarters, what I call a headquarters Lotus Centre, um, for this school system to be launched within the next two years. Um, I'm actively, you know, looking around for the right place because it has to be right. You know, yeah. a community 
the headquarters is very important. So long term, I'm hoping to have eight headquarters around the planet, yeah. dotted around the planet, and of course branches coming off that, so that you know we've got the foundation of one in each, pretty much every continent, yeah. and then from there branches out all the different lotus centers from there. Um, so how would that, you so would you be teaching primarily sort of right brain and left brain? What would absolutely. be the curriculum? Everything would be balanced. Everything is known to be balanced and everything is from balance. So the idea is that uh, we are bringing in the ancestral knowledge. So we're taking, depending on what continent the actual headquarters is in, of course, but that you will be be taught the traditions of that country from way back, from the way the ancestors lived, not not how we've evolved as well, Um, but also teaching, you know, healings and um, how how children can heal themselves, how they can empower themselves through through music, through mating, through elders teaching them how it is to be. So, yeah, so um, obviously you still have to teach them the normal academic things because that's how a society is. But also that, you know, the moment the child falls over and hurts themselves, they don't have to ru- rush away and, and take medication when when they can heal themselves as well, you know. So there needs to be some form of balance there as well, but so that we are all about prevention rather than curing only, so that we're preventing things of the future, so that we're able to tell the children that it's safe for you to express yourself and be who you are. There's also guidelines, because obviously you have to live in a, in a community, um, but there's also passageways as well. What we forget to do is bring children out of childhood into adulthood. There's no celebration. Uh, it's pretty much, yep, you're an adult now. You have to have a responsibility. And, and most of the time, they've not given the tools to be able to know what it is to be a man or a woman. And so, yeah, it's teaching them yeah. that as well. So, you, you know, you mentioned about the um, living the ways, living the indigenous ways of each country. So yes. I guess here we've got sort of the pagan way. Yes, you've here. got the pagan, you've got the druid, the Druids. Celtic ways. Yeah, and, it, and, and unfortunately, sort of religion and the government's kind of demonised that. Yeah. Um, to make it sound like it's devil worship and stuff like that, but it's yeah. not, is it? I mean, it's these these no, peaceful, loving people in balance of nature. That's exactly what it is. It's a balance of nature. It's about what happens in in society is is that we look at a block of land, we feel that you know, or a place, and we think, yes, we own that. We don't own that land. We don't own the land. We're keepers of the land. And, and what happens is that we we go onto these properties and and we build and structure instead of. Um, building around what the land is, we're just going in there and taking the land and creating it to what we want rather than asking the land what it is it wants to be created there. Yes, So it's kind of like we take it back, the pagans used to do that, the druids used to do that. Uh, you know, you've got roundhouses dotted away up in Scotland. They want to tear down all the, all, the, all the roundhouses. That's your culture, that's your history that you're taking away. Um, the special ceremonies that honour and worship the different changes of season. Um, again, as I said before, it's that traditional way of te- teaching men to be women, uh, sorry, boys to be men and girls to be women. You know, they do that in ceremony. Um, there's the summer solstice, which our <coughs> pagan event, which is our fifth event, which will be based on the pentagram, um, will be our pagan event uh, down in, in the Brixham area. 
in Devon um, will be celebrating the summer solstice, you know, with uh, with the ceremony again for children and adults um, to to see an actual ceremony of the summer solstice and understand that. Uh, that's what I find. I find we have all these different people darted around saying that they're different things, but that they don't follow through with the traditional way of doing it. And that's what I hope to bring to the surface so that when you attend an event, it's not just an event, it's a cultural event. So you you take away something that is of value from the ancestors. Yeah. I think more people are getting into this now, aren't they, as well? Yeah. I know the, the attendance at um, uh, Stonehenge has been going up and up each year as well. And yeah. I know there's a place called Chichen Itzu in, um, is it Mexico? You know, one of the big pyramid over the there. Pyramid, yeah, 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 yeah. I think they have... 30 odd thousand people I could be wrong but I've been reading somewhere that the, the attendance of these things has been going through the roof each year so yeah. more and more people are sort of looking back into the past to yeah. you know live the old ways which is fantastic well the vibrate it's been echoed out there you know for, for quite some time and and some of us have caught on the echo uh, but these children aren't giving us a choice anymore because you know, you've got parents, keepers coming to me constantly saying, "I've got my child's doing this. What, what can I do?" Um, you know, and it's like, first thing is to learn to breathe. You know, <laughs> take it back to the basics. Let's breathe. Let's yeah. talk this through. You're not alone. It, it's great we've met. You know, come in here, sit down, and let's talk. And most of the time, it's just about people expressing what it is they're going through. So, and. Going back to these traditional ways, there's reasons why all these things were built or there's reasons why people lived out of teepees. There's reasons why grand houses were mm. built and pyramids were built. Because is almost like a pyramid in the shape, isn't it? That's is it exactly because it's right, like a vortex? Yeah. Does it create it, the energy? The energy that comes through yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but, the, you know, if you take the teepee, for example, and go my own experiences again, um, if you look at it, it's the poles. Each pole represents something, and, and the teepee has to face east um, for, for the sunrise to come through and, and clear out, you know, or in many cases just the negativity or the dreams, but just to have a fresh, new, it's like a rebirth, yes? Yeah? So the seeing of light, so you, when you come out of the teepee or, you know, open the flat for the sun to come in, it's like you... It's the women's womb, so it is the shape of the women's womb. So when it's like you're being reborn. So when the sun shines through the teepee, you're going through, you know, a new birth, so to speak. So every day is like you're being born again. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Because so, I was looking at some of the pictures on your website, and um, yeah. some of your teepees are quite a size, aren't they? She's twenty. She's twenty-four. Our teepee. Yeah. Twenty. Yeah. Look quite big. Cause, yeah. Um, I bought one for my, my daughter and it's only a small mm. one from home mm. base. <laughs> it's yeah, like a yeah, tiny yeah. thing. Um, we got wrecked in about a day anyway. But, um, you know, I, I am fascinated with all the kind of indigenous uh, cultures and stuff like that. But I've never actually seen a huge teepee. Yeah. Um, yet, she, anyway. She's but. at our event. And, you know, you're welcome to come along. Um, she, she's always in a prime of space outside the front for the children. Um you know, it is based outside the front because she is a fake, you know, we create her in a ceremonial way of putting her up and when you sit in her energy, um, you feel it. You don't mm. have to do anything. All you have to do is just be in her space and and the children love her and she's, she represents 
what we're all about, my turtle medicine. And I'm hoping to go home to Australia for Christmas so that I can meet up with some Aboriginal elders as well and, and talk with them and, and mm. learn more from them as well. Yeah, so have, so, you, have you got a connection uh, or an open dialogue with the Indigenous people from Australia? Yes, I yeah. Do. Yeah. 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 So, have you? I mean, have you spoken to them about the times we're living in and their views on it? Yeah, I've been. Inv- I have to go home. <laughs> yeah. I've been summoned home, so I'm hoping to have more information that I can relay when we come back for our May event. So, mm. I'm yeah. hoping. Yeah, I, I I hope to have more. Indeed, indeed. So, just talk us through the the event. You've got an event on the twenty second to the twenty third of May, haven't you? Two thousand ten. That's right. Yeah, two thousand and um, two thousand ten. Yeah, wow. Yeah, um, in Margam Castle at Margam Country Park in in Port Talbot in Wales, and then the, that's a Saturday and Sunday event from ten till five, and we have our next event, which will be on the summer solstice which is the, well, I'm looking to have a three-day event because the summer sausage actually falls on the 21st, which is like the changeover onto Monday. So we're hoping to have it on the, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, which is the 19th, 20th and 21st of June. And that one, as I said to you before, is our fifth event. So we'll be celebrating it as a a pagan sort of Mm. summer solstice, traditional way of doing it. And and then the following one again is back into Markham in September, uh, which I, um, the date is the 16th and 17th, I think, is the weekend of uh, September. Again yeah. at Markham Country Park. Yeah. So you get a lot of um, ex- uh, exhibitors coming down for that as well, don't you? Yes, I do, yeah, around the country. And... and the, it, we're like a little family there actually mm. it's it's quite a really nice energy and we open with a ceremony and we close with the ceremony at the beginning of the event and at the closing of the event and each one has been different and on purpose so that we are experiencing and we are celebrating each culture um, with traditional people opening and closing the you know the, the the ceremony so we've had Bob the Scottish Piper and we've had the Ecuadorians open um, and and also Tonya and Grey Wolf, our Native American friends as well, who uh, did the ceremony last time as well. And I'm hoping to have the Aboriginal energy at our fourth event. And as I said, the fifth one will be based on the pagan energy. Yeah. So I guess um, eventually you'll be doing one on the 21st of December 2012. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To be honest with you, what what I'm aiming for, and I and I've put it out there, is Spirit said to me that on the fifth year of our events that we're to organise a major outdoor concert, um, which is about celebrating love for all the children. And when I say children, I don't just mean you know youngsters. I mean all of us. So it's we like all, the child within all of us. Absolutely, just the child of the stars. You know, because mm. we all are stars you know, under the stars anyway. And so, yes, a major a major concert, outdoor concert, uh, where we're all involved and that's what I'm aiming for so that we have a circle of adults on the outside and a circle of children on the inside all holding hands as they play music. Yeah. With little lotus flowers darted all over. Yeah. So that, that's what we're aiming for, uh, a unity and, and in the heart of every country so yeah. that's what that's what my aim is 
just want to throw a question out. Do you ever get any kind of experiences when you're there? Do you ever see like, strange lights in the sky, or do you ever see um, like spirit there? I mean, do you know what yes. I mean? If you've that kind of yes. gathering, you've got all that energy. Yes, we 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 are constantly met with spirit. When we did our ceremony, our second event. Well, let me give you our first event. We. Um, this is a, a very good journey for me. Our first event we wanted to organise, and I wanted to put it in a place where, but you know, people could go past and see it. And I constantly say, people say to me, "Why don't you just treat it as a mind, body, and spirit, and put it somewhere, you know, where everyone knows it's on?" So I put it on the main road up here in Torquay, and you wouldn't believe it. It was the weekend of the Easter weekend, and that weekend we had gale force winds. Mm. And my husband and myself and a good friend of ours were trying to put up all the everything up for our event, and it just kept blowing over and blowing over. And it was because I didn't follow my heart that said, "No, we have to have it on sacred ground." Yeah. And it is not because of, you know, from ego here. It's because what we're creating is the understanding that we have to create a sacred space for these children, and. Um, I didn't follow that. That was, the, you know, the key thing. So spirit showed me in their own way, mm. gale force winds, and that was both Saturday and both Sunday because we tried to do it again on Sunday. And yet on the Monday, it was clear blue sky, the best weather they've ever had all month. <laughs> so <laughs> it was yeah. like, okay, point taken. So the second time we did it, I was drawn to Markham Castle, and when I got there, the first thing I did was um, the lady showed, she phoned me up, she said, are you interested in holding your event um, here? And I thought, it'd be lovely, actually. Yes, thank you. So when we arrived, there was a family of deer just sat there along the path, Mm. and that was spirit letting me know that we were, you know, we were bringing back the joy and the playfulness into the park. And... Then we had our open ceremony and we all joined hand and on a spiritual aspect we saw this and everybody that was there felt it, you know, the Scottish Piper plane, they all felt it within their hearts. But in the centre of, of the circle there was a huge, huge light just beamed from the centre of the of the circle and, and went up and a few of us looked at each other mm. saying, did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> and that weekend was the hottest day that they've ever had up there. It was right. really warm that weekend. Yeah. So we knew that we were on track, you know. Yeah. We, we went from gale force winds to the brightest, hottest weekend. So. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's amazing because, you know, most people don't realise, but Mother Earth is is a sentient, loving being. Yeah. And, um, and if we recognise as you know as, as such then she will honor us and actually manifest things for us or allow things to happen through nature and stuff yeah, like that yeah. and it's only when you recognize it and take note that these things happen it's the same with synchronicity as well isn't it absolutely when you are flowing with nature equally and you're listening and speaking with nature mother earth and and her beings you know the feathered friends and our sacred standing you know and, and our trees and and our, you know, all the animals that walk on, on her, they are so connected. As human beings, at the end of the day, if you take it back to the rule, we are still animals, you know, mm. so to speak. And yet we're not flowing 
you know, most of us aren't flowing freely with Mother Earth. And the moment we connect with her and, and tell her our problems and really listen to and feel her vibration, things flow easily and effortlessly. And so you're guided to where you need to be as long as you're shining from your own light, you know. And when you lose touch with that, things start, you know, mm. going off balance. Yeah. Um, and yet when you're, my friend used to say to me, make sure you, you swim downstream, you know. Yeah, um, and I always just yeah. yeah, and I always used to say, yes, but I've got a salmon as one of my totem animals. <laughs> what am I supposed to say, you know? But, yeah. yeah, when you flow easy and effortlessly, things come to you. It's, it's interesting because I read something that Drumvelo Melchizedek wrote, and he said that if you follow your heart, then Mother Earth will look after you. Mm. And and then something that was struck a chord with, with me was the Boxing Day tsunami, yeah. where none of the animals, as far as I'm aware anyway, mm. were harmed because they all knew what was happening and they all yeah. left the scene, didn't they? So they're just connected. Right. Yeah. And, and when you're living close to Mother Earth, you will see the signs. I know as a surfer, I used to watch the weather all the time. I never listened to the radio. I just used to watch the wind, feel the wind, see the wind, you know. You could see the changes in the air. You could smell the changes in the air. In today's society, we've polluted the air so much, it's very hard to smell. You could feel it, you know. Mm. You know, in this country, I've learned that once it gets that really icy cold, expect the snow. It's not, you know, it's small things. If you just stop and feel the energy, um, you can feel the, feel the changes taking, mm. and, and you know, you're just more aware when you're connected to nature. Yeah, I think it's just that the life at the moment has been designed to keep us um, distracted. Absolutely. You know, which is it's kind of tough, really tough. Yeah, I, uh, I'm putting my head out there really by pushing this, to be honest with you. And and uh, but I I'm doing this not just for for me and my children, but for all the children. You know. If we all sat back and think, yeah, let's go for the flow, what kind of society would we be led to be? Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm putting my neck out there, sticking my neck out a little bit by sort of pushing what to what I feel is right and especially saying that it's spirit guiding me. But I, will, I, will, I never know what tomorrow will bring. I'm always asking spirit every day, you know, what's the next thing to do? Where, where do we go now? Mm. Um, because there's no time in spirit. They don't no. go by time. No, so yeah. I honestly think that you are preparing people for the future with your projects, yeah. because I bought a book, I, mean, I read a book about um, well, it's a twenty-year-old book I believe, and it was all about different prophecies from different indigenous groups by a guy yeah. called Ghost Wolf, Doctor Robert Ghost Wolf, I believe it was, and he was talking about all the changes that were going to happen in the future, yeah. and they were quite dire, a lot of them, but yeah. it was a, they were dire, but it meant that we were going to move into something better, right? Yeah. And now I'm seeing the evidence of all these prophecies, you know, yeah. now seeing the financial system crumbling down, we're now yeah. seeing a lot of the truths being revealed. So you're yeah. kind of thinking, hey, you know, if stuff starts to become unraveled and, yeah. and the systems break down, then that's going to force us to go inwards. That's going to force us to go back to the old ways. That's so right. there's got to be, there's got to have people like yourself mm. that's, you know, setting the way really, you know, getting us all prepared for it. I hope so, yeah, and and I and I call on the elders because, you know, I'm not from all different types of walks of life. I, I am of my own walk, you know, and, and I speak my truth and as to the best that I know, you know, and so I have to call on other elders from other areas that that are more of the knowing of their way of living, you know, because 
you know, I've never been brought up with a pagan, so I wouldn't know the first thing to do as a pagan, yeah? Um, but yet I am connected to the the indigenous ways of doing things from the Aboriginal and, and more so the Native American of late as well. So the more and more that we all allow ourselves to be open to receiving, the more connected that we are. And if we sort of view a community how it used to be, each one had their role. Each person, So if you needed the medicine, you'd go to the medicine person, you know. If you needed some guidance, you'd go to the elder. If you needed nursing, nurturing, you know, each one had their, you'd go to their warriors if you needed to go to war. So everyone had their place, but we were all as one. And I'm hoping by awakening other people to the possibility that we can go back to being all as one and not live in fear and live from the heart then mainly to create a sacred space for my children. I don't want my children being brought up in a society that live in fear, you know. And I lived in a lot of fear as a child because I thought, oh, I need to close down because I'm making this up, you know, because that's what my teachers used to say. But now, as an, in hindsight, I'm thinking, I didn't make that up. I actually did see that ghost in my, you know, my <laughs> library. And it, it was him speaking to me, telling me about the war back then. You know, so, yeah, I only hope that people can hear and, and yeah. open up and hopefully touch, oh, I've been getting that message within me. Maybe I should do something as well to inspire them to know that there are places around that are, open to to inviting anybody to come and join even if you don't know or you do know come and share what you know with us you know yeah okay fantastic um getting close to the end of the show now so do you want to give people um some details your website and how they can contact you Yes, absolutely. I have two websites. One website, which is the Lotus from the Stars, which is the project and the events and the future of what we are, uh, which is the all the W's, www.lotusfromthestars.webs, with an S, .com. And then my website, which is all the W's again, I of Lotus, that's E-Y-E-O-F-L-O-T-U-S, dot co dot uk uh my it's georgia at ivelotus dot co dot uk is my email address and you can find me through your websites as well because i'm on there as well so yeah, yeah thank you so much for having me on it's um it's a real honor to be able to have some time to to spread the word really yeah and, absolutely uh, it's a pleasure i'm always open to hearing from anybody that's got you know, if you want to disagree or add to the value of what we're tr- trying to create, I'm always open to hearing, you know, everybody's truth, really. Mm. So come and share and come and be a part of our events as well. Yeah, it sounds lovely. And we're all cells in part of the huge body of God, aren't we, really? So, yeah, you know, we're all, we've got to work as a team. Yeah, we all have to work together because if we don't do it now, there won't be a planet. You know, there won't be a planet left. And it's not only that, we're not only destroying our own planet, we're sending out that vibration out to everywhere else. So, you you know, if we keep doing that, we'll see a lot more shooting stars. Mm. And, and it won't be, a, you know, a positive, a positive reason as to why we're having shooting stars. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much for coming on, Georgia. Thank and, you. Um, Thanks for your time. Yeah, and I and I do hope the um, event is a success, 
um, as you get nearer to the time of the event, make sure you post it on the website as well, and um, we'll let people know about it as well. It's a it's a wonderful uh, thing you're doing there for the children and for us adults as well. Yeah, it's for all of us. Yeah, all of us. We bring a change for all of us. We're all children at the end of the day, so it's children yeah. of all ages, really. So yeah, come and have some fun. Okay. Lovely. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you very much, and um, we'll hopefully we'll speak to you very soon. Lovely. Thanks again. Okay. God bless. Bye.